MSW Media. Hey all, it's Dan. It is the holidays, and I want to tell you about a special offer from one of our sponsors, Me Undies. That's right, Me Undies. They offer classic colors, ridiculous prints on their underwear, and they're running a special right now on the Mandalorian. That's right, the child. It features the child. You've got pullover hoodie, you've got onesies, lounge pants, Henleys, all featuring that cute little baby Yoda. I don't even know what his name is. It's exciting. And Me Undies has a great offer for my listeners. First time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. Just go to MeUndies.com slash drinking. That's MeUndies.com slash drinking. And may the force be with you. Hey everybody, it's Brad Williams and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. Because if you're drinking with us, that means you're drinking with friends. You're not an alcoholic. Call your mom. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill, it's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking, but this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show and happy holidays. In just a few minutes, I'll be speaking with Seggy Isho and Steve Morgan from the acapella group Straight No Chaser. But first, in the spirit of Christmas, which is the holiday that I happen to celebrate this time of year, a little poem I put together. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house were family and friends who were getting quite soused. The nog had been spiked with some rum, I must say. It could have been Gosling's Bacardi or Mount Gay. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, drunk parents downstairs with lampshades on their heads. There was Merlot, Syrah, and Cabernet being poured, and Malbec and Riesling and poured, and good Lord! I'd imbibed so many delicious adult beverages this year that I figured I'd share some. You know, spread the good cheer. The Ocho tequila with lime was a hit, but when mixed with the eggnog, man, it tasted like shit. My brother drank enough Guinness to fill a whale's bladder, while I stuck to Grey Goose for fear of getting fatter. My entire supply of single malt scotch disappeared, along with my date, who said I was weird. But then who needs a date when you've got lots of Dom, and Krug, and Heitzig, and some fruitcake from Mom? No special someone at Christmas means no costly presents— which means not spending 2021 in debt, living like peasants. Oh boy, am I tipsy. And this poem's getting long. And again, in my condition, it beats writing a song. This is the part where I should mention St. Nick. But to be perfectly honest, I'm feeling a little sick. A few shots of Jaeger are fine, but too many is wrong. Plus, I knew there'd be trouble once we pulled out the bong. I hit that thing hard, like it owed me money. And then I watched Elf, which when stoned is extra funny. Before I pass out, let me leave you with this. No, silly, not free booze, cash money, or a kiss. It's a wish that good cheer this holiday abounds. Hope Santa treats you right and buys a few rounds. Oh, and Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night. 
That really needs to be in there, too. On Dasher, on Dancer, on uh, whatever. Let's just get the heck out of here. So I got a couple of uh, products to tell you about. Things you should be drinking. The show is called What We're Drinking. After all, these are not sponsored. Nobody's paying me for this. It's just stuff I've come across that I like, and I'm just going to share it with you. One is Virgil Cane Ribbon Rail Rye. It's a new rye from the Virgil Cane brand. They call themselves Low Country Whiskey. This ribbon rail rye embodies the perfect blend of three different straight rye whiskeys. They partnered with uh, Revelry Brewing, and they created a unique blend. It consists of a five-year-old rye, a four-year-old double-barreled rye, and a delicious double-barreled rye whiskey in chocolate-malted porter beer barrels. It's a really, really delicious uh, whiskey, spicy and sweet, and it's got some cherry and chocolate in there. A really good sipping rye. I'm going to say, you know, on the nose, I was getting some baking spices and oak. Again, caramel, cherry, and spice on the palate. It's got a long, velvety finish. Virgil Cane Ribbon Rail Rye. I think it's about $100 a bottle, but hey, you're worth it. Oh, so, you know, the, the ready-to-drink craze is crazy. It's out of control, right? You know, the, so I got this thing called Bar Box. It's a ready-to-drink craft cocktail. So I'm always a little wary about this stuff. But I tried these, and they're really good. Yeah. I, they got a the, the Cosmopolitan and a Negroni and a Vodka Sour. And I drank the Vodka Sour the other day while watching NFL football, and I felt pretty manly. I'm going to tell you right now I did. Uh, it was, uh, you know, look, the first sour appeared like back 150, 70, maybe 170 years ago. And it's not really changed. It's a simple drink. And this ready to drink version from Bar Box is really good. I have not tried the Negroni yet. I have had the Cosmopolitan. I don't love a Cosmopolitan, but it was all right. A little, little on the sweet side. But again, the vodka sour from Bar Box, it's 25 90 or 24.99 25 bucks and i think you get about 14 or 15 drinks in there with that so check it out at barboxcocktails.com that's barboxcocktails.com again no sponsorship they just i just liked it i got it and the final product i'm going to tell you about is something a little bit unusual on this show it's just water it's called liquid death their slogan is murder your thirst. And they have a mountain water and a sparkling water. Comes in a 16.9 fluid ounce can that looks like a 40. And again, it's just water. As so I was skeptical. I'm like, oh, what do I need to can of water for? But I dig it. I can't even really tell you why. It, I, maybe because it looks like I'm drinking beer when I'm actually just drinking water. And I, what that says about me, I'm not sure. Maybe that's up for my therapist to decide, but I I had some, I played golf the other day and I I had some on the golf course. It was early in the morning and the guys I was playing with said, man, going at it early, huh, buddy? And I I kind of felt a little proud. I was like, yeah, you know, you know me hitting it, the liquid death, it's just water. It's like 15 bucks for a 12 pack, something like that. Check it out. Go to liquiddeath.com. Could be a cool gift. They got a lot of cool merchandise on there too, like hats and koozies and all sort of stuff there. So I I don't know. I'm digging the brand, Liquid Death. Give it a try. 100% mountain water from the Alps. Okay, let's take a quick break. Word from the sponsor. And then we'll bring on the guys from Straight No Chaser. 
Is there something interfering with your happiness, preventing you from achieving your goals? Yeah, it's called a pandemic. I've been struggling with it, and at times I've kind of felt alone. And well, thanks to this sponsor, I know that I'm not. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. That's right. You need to talk somebody. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drinking. That's Better, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp. And join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. There's a special offer for my listeners. You're going to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash drinking. If you need help, it's there for you. 12 years ago, Straight No Chaser ushered in the modern acapella craze by releasing an unorthodox and rousing version of the 12 Days of Christmas. Since then, the group has notched two gold records, sold more than a million concert tickets worldwide. This fall, they released their latest holiday album, Social Christmasing, features twists on Christmas classics like Silver Bells and Frosty the Snowman, and a fantastic take on the Counting Crows tune along December Longtime Counting Crows fan. That's right, I am. And they ain't just singing, they boozing. They partnered with Nashville's Hard Truth Distilling Company for a signature vodka that I wrestled with. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie with you. I, me and that vodka tangled this weekend, and I think we both won. And uh, joining me now from Straight No Chaser, Seggy Isho and Steve Morgan. Guys, how are you? Doing, Doing great, well, man. Doing good. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being on the show, and uh, I'm going to just say this straight off the bat. I I have been in a Scrooge-like mood for reasons I think that are obvious to everybody, you know, and I and I say that by saying I, I things could be way worse for me. I'm very grateful that I'm all that stuff, but, you know, just not in the holiday spirit. And today, I took my dog on a long walk, and I listened to Straight No Chaser for about an hour. On my listen to it on the on the on the uh, pods and uh, man, you guys have completely changed my disposition. I'm now feeling festive as fuck. Oh, you're gonna say it got worse. <laughs> no, man. I mean, thank you. You know, it's really the music is really great and and just you you know technically you're all great singers, but just the 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 takes that you do on the songs are brilliant and the way you work in i mean the one uh, i think it was 12 because africa by toto was in there and i it's just seamless how you guys do it so tell me a little bit about the music well going through it you know one of the things we try to do is find songs that we love. Uh, that's one of the joys of singing acapella music is that we've got everything from the 1950s to today. We can pick the best of the best of the best, and then we try to put our own spin on it because you've already heard the original. You don't want to hear uh, just a remake of that. We try to give it our own little flavor. And so the 12 Days, like you're talking about, Africa back in college was one of those uh, signature songs that we would sing at every gig we went to. Um, I mean, at our first gig back in 1996. And so when we were trying to figure out uh, a new twist on an ending for this 12 days of arrangement we said what if we just rewrite the lyrics what if we what if we just go for it lean in lean into how we're known and, and go for it and uh we never we never imagined that it would become a ver- a um, youtube video sensation now let's go back you said back in college how did this start 
you know, it's not, I grew up in, in like a tough neighborhood in Philly. A lot of acapella groups come from the, you know, I mean, obviously boys to men is probably the first, you know, where did you find it? How did you become fans of acapella music and, and how did you find each other? Well, we, we were born out of a larger show choir at Indiana university and, you know, being in show choir was cool and everything, but we wanted to sing, you know, current music, music that was on the radio. Um, basically anything that would, um, you know, gain us favor with the ladies in college. And, and, you know, we went to IU, a big basketball school, and we weren't going to be as popular as a basketball team, but we wanted to be the next most popular thing on campus. So that was always the goal is to, to hang out. We were basically a fraternity that also sang songs. Does that work with the ladies though? I guess it does, huh? Absolutely. This was our entry point. This was how we could say, hey, I know you might not want us in there on a, any given day, but can we come in and serenade you? They'd be like, well, that's a game changer right there. Here, Come on in. You know what doesn't work? Podcast. You, you say <laughs> it and they, you say pod, and they're like, yeah, I have one too. Everybody has a podcast, so it's not impressive at all, but not everybody can be in an acapella group. So you guys start doing this at Indiana University and then when when do things start to go? Because now you guys are on a whole different level. When does that start happening? That started in 2008. Um, in 2007, our again, our video of the 12 Days of Christmas, which was on YouTube, uh, in, in 2006, it was just put there for a 10-year reunion. We were getting it together for a 10-year reunion. One of the guys put the video up there, and it's at there for about 18 months. And then in December of 2007, it started getting a little traction. We got a million views, then two million, got up to seven million views. And one of those views was uh, the president CEO of Atlantic Records, who called us up uh, New Year's Day, 2008, and said, hey, you guys uh, want to pursue this? You want to you want to actually go for it? And we flew to New York, sang for him. He said, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's make a let's make a record." And so that that summer, we were back in Bloomington uh, recording our first uh, Christmas album, Holiday Spirits. That's amazing. And I, and I and again, I not to put too fine a point on it, I can't tell you how uplifting I found the music to be, and and how impressed I was. I, I started immediately. Uh, sending sharing to people today. When I got back, I said, "Listen to this. I'm talking to these guys today. It, it's so good. It was, you know." And I, I've, I've had a holiday playlist forever that I made, and, and trust me, I'm gonna be adding a lot of your music to my holiday playlist. So uh, I appreciate that. I, th- I think you would fall under a category that um, we love. Uh, you're not in our prime demo. Our prime demo is, you know, women from 15 to. 103. So you don't fall under our prime demo, but one of our favorite things is during our live show is watching the faces of the boyfriends and husbands that were dragged to our show begrudgingly, especially on a Sunday when there's football on, they are just pissed. They're not happy to be there and they, they don't hide it on their face. And then about four or five songs in, you could see the tide start to turn. And by the end of it, you know, after our shows, we do a signing line for anyone that'd like to stay after and, and say hello uh, we'll get a lot of guys that come through and be like, man, I don't want to be here, but I had a great time. Like we love turning people into fans. And I think, uh, if what I would expect when you first turn it on, be like, eh, I'll give these guys a listen and talk to them later. You know, I'll appease them a little bit. And then you kind of bop and you're like, all right, this is not bad. I'll, I could, I could get down with this. It's, it, you, I think you nailed it because that's kind of how I felt. I was like, wow. Okay. Acapella group. Sure. Fine. Now I'm now I count me among your fans, right? I'm I'm in. I'm all in on this. Now you you talk about live shows. So you guys just wrapped up doing a series of live stream shows from MGM National Harbor in Maryland. What was that like doing it live stream as opposed to doing it in front of a live audience? How was the experience for you and how do you think it was for the fans? 
Uh, I mean, it certainly was very, very awkward at the beginning. You know, when you, when you get, a, get on stage and you start the opening song and then you finish the song and everyone on stage kind of breathing a little heavy, waiting to hear that applause. And there's just crickets going through the, going through the house. It's uh, in between our songs. We do a lot of, you know, spoken intros and try to tell jokes and stuff and doing your, your audio keeps going out. Yeah. (laughs) Pick up where Seggy left off. Pick up where Seggy left off there. Tech. By the way, folks, I am, I'm going to say right now, I've been doing this whole year, obviously anybody listens to the show knows we're doing this over zoom. I'm stunned at how seldom we've had issues, but you bring in the acapella guys. And of course they're going to, you know, Indiana, break it all. They'll just fuck everything up. Fine. (laughs) Okay. You were saying what we were saying is it's been very interesting. When we finish a song, we're used to that. At least a smattering of applause or maybe a boo, something, some reaction from the audience. Now it's uh, maybe our choreographer who was here just clapping one person clapping, you go, thanks, Jill, appreciate it. And then from there on, we're just trying to keep the energy amongst ourselves so that there's just, just not these huge peaks and valleys. And so we've definitely gone through a learning curve of how to interact with each other just between songs in a, in a way that's very different than our normal live shows where there's 1,500 people to we, who we can actively react to. Sure. Now, the vodka is, you have a, in front of you, you have a table with your vodka on there how did you uh how did you hook up with the guys from hard truth so it's kind of a long story but here the shorthand is uh there was a winning group at a case study at indiana university in the kelly school who presented us with the idea we were a case competition that's pretty cool to start though yeah Hmm. it was pretty amazing (laughs) uh and the winning group's idea was hey why don't you launch a straight no chaser vodka uh pair with Brown County's Hard Truth Distillery right down the road from Bloomington. Uh, it seems to make sense. All of your albums have drinking connotations. The band name has drinking connotations. Most of you are heavy alcoholics. Just go for it. So we uh, we decided to to meet with Hard Truth, and we were all super giddy. On the, I remember the drive down. We're all pretty excited, and I think I'm the the most. Um, I think I'm the biggest vodka connoisseur in the group. Everyone else drinks the the dark stuff and tequila and all that good stuff. But I was like, listen, guys, if the vodka is not good, we're not doing this. Like, I don't want to put our name on some crap vodka. And we got down there and they served it up to us. They're like, just drink it straight. And I was like, done. Just put our name on it. Let's do it. Uh, and it just made sense. You know, we got these two Southern Indiana born brands um, and, you know, We've we've uh, come to know and love many a cocktail, and as vodka is my favorite, I was uh, pretty excited about getting this out there. It's a good looking bottle too. I've uh, one of the things I've been doing with my home bar is kind of moving things because I don't get to go to bars anymore and and see them. So I'm trying to make my home bar look as good as I can. I got to get that one right up front and center because it's a good looking bottle, and the vodka is is very tasty. As I said, I was I was drinking it. I had a friend or two over social distancing darts. Good thing about dart tournaments is you can stay away from each other. And we were playing darts and drinking your vodka and listening to music, simply having a wonderful Christmas time. We'll segue there. You guys did a version of the Paul McCartney song. I was just curious when I was listening to it, do you have to get the rights to that? Because you're using his, you're using the song itself and then you are adding, I'm, I'm going to do a terrible job explaining. Tell us what you did to that song and, and do you have to get permission from McCartney to do that? We very much had to get permission from Paul McCartney because he um, actually sent us the masters, the, the solo masters from his 
original track and we sang to that. So when we were building everything out, it's to his, his original voice, you know, back in probably late seventies or something like, I mean, it's, it's a classic, it's a Christmas classic. So, uh, yeah, we, and we found out about that. That was the last edition to our under the influence holiday edition EP back in 2013 or 14. And, uh, I was actually working with my dad outside that day and uh, I got a phone call. We were just, you know, kicking around doing those house chores. And I, I put the phone down and said, so dad, you're going to want to listen to this one. You're going to, you want to hear this one. And it said, we're going to be, we're going to have Sir Paul McCartney on the album. And for the rest of the day, he'd stop every once in a while and just look at me and go, Paul McCartney, huh? And I was like, okay, I think I finally impressed my father. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. Was that, were they a big influence for you, a band like the Beatles or, you know, obviously they're not acapella, but who were your influences? I think collectively, uh, you know, boys to men, you know, like you were talking about earlier, uh, you know, we, we were growing up in the nineties and you know, who better to listen to than boys to men, but I'm, I'm from Detroit. So my influences were always, you know, more Motown and, you know, boys to men fits that mold cause they've got that Motown sound, but yeah, that was, that was pretty much it for me. I very much grew up uh, with my listening to what my dad listened to in the car, and he was always an oldies fan. So yes, I grew up on a ton of Beatles. He had all the Beatles; it was always playing. Um, uh, additionally, you know, one of the cool things we got to do is work with uh, Mark Kibble of Take Six on our Under the Influence album. He was a huge influence. I listened to Take Six. I wore out the cassettes when I was in middle school and high school. So that was, uh, you know, definitely a dream come true to be able to work with another one of our our heroes. But we've gotten to meet more people and, and just be in the room and be in the room where it happened. Thank you, Hamilton, um, with so many people that I would have never guessed. And it's, it's been fantastic. Mostly athletes. Weirdly enough, we've gotten to meet a lot of cool athletes doing this. Yeah. Fans of the music. Yeah. Or they just, or they're just coming for the vodka. Um, I don't know. (laughs) I'll, I'll take fans of the music though. Any day. Do you Uh, think I say the word vodka funny vodka? Does that sound funny? Very, Very East coast. Because I I'm my drop a name here. My friend Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Whenever I say vodka, I always remember he was on the show. He's been on a couple of times, but he's on the show and he just kept making fun of me. He kept going vodka, vodka, vodka. And I'm like combining the D and the K to be this new Philadelphia letter. Vodka, vodka. vodka. I'm vodka. not I'm I'm not hitting the D hard enough. It's almost like a T instead of a D. Vodka, vodka, vodka. 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 All right. The way it's fine. It I'm very self conscious about it. Like five or It's not going to sound like that anyway. Exactly. It'll slow down. I just, that's why I drink whiskey. It's easier to say, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not such a tongue twister as vodka. Uh, so I, again, I do love the vodka. Do you ever do you ever drink the vodka before you perform, or is that no no boozing before you go on stage? I think for the most part, uh, the group sticks to the brown stuff before the show. Just you know, a little shot of uh, some scotch or whiskey to help you know, warm up the vocal cords and burn off any phlegm that might be hanging out. Vodka generally not before a show, but uh, I'm not even... amounts afterwards. Not even one full step <laughs> off of the stage. They're handing you hand. just yeah. right out of the bottle, just housing yeah, we, it, yeah. We made it so big that I we have a guy on payroll that literally stands and waits <laughs> for me to get off stage and he hands me a drink. He's got Seggy's vodka in my cape. That's <laughs> pretty great. Now, have you, have you thought about, with the success of the vod- vodka... With the success of the vodka, see, getting there. Nailed it. Have you thought about doing a venturing into other spirit categories? We've thought about it. We uh, we're all big fans of wine, so we've thought about um, considering some private labeling with with some uh, Napa wines. Uh, we've toyed around with uh, some of those cocktails in a can. Yep. 
We've thought about a beer. We've, beer. we've talked to some people about beer. We're generally open to a lot of ideas. Yeah, we're very gettable. <laughs> gettable, as they say. Who thought up the name, Straight No Chaser? I mean, I know where it comes from. I know the idea of it, but, but why that name? It actually comes from a Thelonious Monk jazz standard. So when we were originally going back, this taking you way back again to, to college, we were looking for something. I mean, we had a ton of terrible names. The Blooming Tones, Levels, I mean, some real bad stuff. And then uh, somebody came in with Straight No Chaser on this Thelonious Monk album. We said, okay, let's, let's live with that. Let's, let's sit. And then we just never could top it. We could never top it. And when we first got to our, then got to our first show, the guy who was announcing us, he said, and we are, and turned back, said, what did we say the name was? We said, Straight No Chaser. Straight No Chaser. And that's what stuck. Isn't it amazing how those things get in your craw? I, I, one of the very first columns, I used to, I'm a writer too, and one of the very first columns I ever wrote, I, I, it might have even been in college, and you used to have to come up with a name, uh, you know, a slug for the column, and like I wrote the imbiber for Playboy. But this was a, my first column in college, I call, it was called Knocked Out Loaded. Now, I know, I think Dylan did a record called Knocked Out Loaded, but where I got it was from a, a Clash, I believe it's a cover, Junko Partner, on the Sandinista album, it, I'm getting real obscure here, but there's a line in that song when he says he was knocked out, knocked out, loaded. And I just, it, I loved it. I, it, it felt very, there was a rhythm to it that I liked. And that's where my, and obviously, as you know, the world all the world over now celebrates the knocked out, loaded column that lasted about three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> You've done better with Straight No Chaser than I did with Knocked Out, Loaded. Are you guys interested in uh, in singing a little bit? Can we do a little singing? We cannot because we are two <laughs> of of the group. Um, we can two of uh, nine, unfortunately. We can send you something. Um, oh, okay. I didn't know if you're going to sing something, man. Damn it! I was thought I was going to get serenaded here today. Sorry. Now sorry, I'm back. To, never mind. Now I'm back to being miserable again. Oh. <laughs> I'll just pop that tape, CD back. I'll just have some of the vodka. But oh, man. <laughs> See, that, that's the beauty of the bottle because we've got a QR code. So if you scan that, it'll take you right to our music. Uh, the, really? Right on the bottle? Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. there on the back. We thought of everything. <laughs> thought of everything. And uh, they can find you at sncmusic.com, right? Everything that's you correct. want there. The social Christmasing is out now and it's everywhere. Music streams and is sold. Do, do people buy music anymore? I mean, I'm on Spotify. Does that count as buying? I pay for it, you know, but. Certainly. Sure. It all counts. Um, yeah. You, there are options still to download, um, but streaming is, you know, the new normal. But you need to get back on. I mean, I, I, I have a friend of mine runs a record label and he said, yeah, the, my artists need to get back on fucking tour because what do you get? Like a, a million streams on Spotify is like a thousand dollars. And that's not a joke, right? Uh, if you wrote the song, <laughs> if, if it's a cover, <laughs> you get about a nickel. Um, but yeah, I mean, Touring is definitely where we need to get back to, um, you know, not just for us, um, you know, the crew, tour managers, stage the managers, themselves. lighting directors, the bus companies. Uh, I mean, this this has certainly impacted not just artists, you know, and, you know, when, when this all went down and, you know, tours were getting canceled, people think about ah, Timberlake, he'll be fine. Bruno Mars, he'll be fine. But I think the majority of the the industry is probably made up of acts like ours that are, you know, in the middle Um that you know we're not doing Timberlake numbers um, yet. So so tours are yes. very important for us and for our crew. So uh, yeah, we are very much ready to get back out on the road. I mean, it's it's a, a common refrain, especially on this show with some of the people that I have on, because 
you know, the focus here is adult beverages and, and I feel for my friends in the industry and, and you guys obviously know because you're not, you're, you're on premises has dropped, I guess, to precipitously, right? You're on premise sales of this. So everything now is like people, but now I know alcohol sales have kind of remained steady across the board, but man, I don't know how many of these bars and restaurants are going to be able to make it much longer. You know, I just uh, saw a friend of mine on a CNN report. Her name's Ivy Mix, and she has a place called Leenda in Brooklyn. And they interviewed her, and she said, "I, it could be tomorrow. It could go out of business tomorrow. You know, it could be next week." She said, "I, I don't want to put my employees out at Christmas, but they shut the fucking bars down." You know, and and I get that. I get the need to want to continue, but it, it's a scary time, and it's a scary time for for guys like you who make your living connecting with people in a in a venue where people need to be together. And how's that for everybody in the holiday mood now? Where's the no, vodka? Pass me the vodka. It's almost amazing how many restaurants have made it when they're at 25% capacity for nine months. I mean, it's not a, it's not a sustainable business model. Everybody's trying to hold on. And we certainly hope to get back to what we've all known and loved as our yeah, way of what life. Are the, what are, you know, I'm just thinking about LA where I live. Like what's the Fonda theater doing? What's the, you know, what's the Wiltern doing? What, what about all those people that work there? I mean, these are probably venues you guys have played before. When you, when you really stop and think about the, just how far reaching this goes again, where's the vodka? Vodka. It's a lot of people. That's, and that's why we're excited to announce our new podcast. <laughs> 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 come on man no it, it is fu- it is funny when you say you have a podcast now and I, I i said well i've been doing this for a while not this particular show has been around for about a year and a half but i started podcasting a long time ago with my friend zane lamprey and uh yeah but now when you say it it's you know covid is the pandemic that launched a million podcasts as well there were there oh, was a point oh. where you couldn't get podcast equipment Maybe even now, probably you can't get it on. If you go on, it's all gone. Everybody's, you know. So, uh, but I'd like to say we are the one of the more popular spirits podcasts out there. So, the yeah. If I could pay you a compliment, so I I'm a Corolla listener, and that's where I. Oh yeah, that's right. You because you reached out to me after listening to a Corolla segment. Yeah. Yeah, and I I love every time you're on the show because your insight. Uh, I love all of the the history you talk about, you know, when you guys were doing the Irish whiskeys and all that kind of stuff, all the, all the nuanced information that you had about all the spirits was super interesting and intriguing. And it's not just like, Hey, let's slam these drinks and talk and, you know, get drunk. It was, it was very informative and, and educational. So compliment to you. You are totally a natural man. It was, it was, it's always great to listen to. I think I know what the promo clip is going to be for this episode <laughs> right there. Uh, no, thank you, man. I appreciate it. You know, and I really enjoy you guys just did Corolla, right? Yep. Day after you. Yeah, you guys. And it's, it's, I really enjoyed his fans are great. I get a lot of, I get a lot of, uh, social media interaction. I'm sure you did as well, but yeah, it's look, you know, there's no, nobody, the least entertaining thing in the world. I mentioned you guys earlier, if you're having some drinks, like nobody wants to watch a drunk perform. They don't want to listen to a drunk on a podcast. They don't want to watch a drunk on stage. They want you to have fun. They want you to do whatever. But you know, if you're going to do it the right way, I think what people want to hear is what you said. Like if I go on and bring your vodka on, I want to talk about that vodka, where it came from, what the distillery was like, what the mash bill was for this. But what is the, what is in this vodka, by the way? Red wheat. Red wheat. 
Yeah, I believe it's the same uh, as the French style of vodka making. How would you describe the flavor profile? It gives it the the floral notes. Um, you know, usually when you when you drink vodka straight, which you know, who's going to do that? Uh, you just get a lot of like rubbing alcohol or nail polish remover type burning and flavoring. But this has this actually has a flavor to it. I don't drink it straight. I'll drink it. Um, you know, usually with some soda and a squeeze of a lemon or lime, but it does have a flavor profile, which I think most vodkas don't. And I think it's, you know, more floral. I'm normally a gin drinker because I like those botanicals. This I like, I'll make my, actually my neighbor and I, we have uh, martini Tuesdays and we use this because it is just so smooth. It's got a little more depth. It's got some flavor. It's not just that neutral that you're talking about. Uh, And I I like those floral notes, almost a little citrus on the, the finish, I think. So yeah, I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, it's it's really good. And what where are we at uh, retail price wise? I think it's uh, like twenty one ninety nine or twenty like right around twenty bucks. Yeah, that's great. It's a it's a it's a for that price point. I think it's a really really delicious vodka. It's a delicious vodka at any price point, but for twenty bucks, you know, you can't when you're some of these more premium vodkas. And we'll save that for another episode. I'd love to have you guys back on. I'll give you my thoughts on that. Uh, you know, it's been distilled 17 times and then they pour it over the, uh, the, uh, the supple breasts of virgins under the moon under, you know, who gives a shit, man, you know, like, but only vodka too. Like there's few other spirits that, that screw around as much as vodka does with stuff. Like, I mean, I have seen there, I'm, I'm not joking you. There was a vodka that came out a couple of years ago where they <laughs> poured it over models they said they poured, they would, you know, you, you, you know, you filter it through charcoal, you know, you'll filter away. They would filter it. Oh, they would pour the whiskey over models or the vodka over models and then bottle it. And somebody's buying this shit. There was one called, oh, there was one, one of the biggest abominations I I've ever encountered in my, in my career was a vodka called, and this is pre Trump had nothing to do. I'm maybe the name was inspired, but it was called Ivana, Ivana bitch. Ivana bitch vodka. It was tobacco flavored vodka. No, 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 I'm not joking. It was, I I still have some of it in my garage and it's like a bet thing. Like it gets pulled out sometimes if it's like, all right, we got to raise the stakes on this. If if you lose this game of darts, you got to do a shot of Ivana bitch. Yeah. And so, but, but bless, bless vodka's heart. It's adventurous heart because the, the, the more than any other category, people have tried some crazy shit with vodka. Not the case with yours. It's a it's a tradi- it's a straight up vodka. No gimmicks, other than the fact that you know you guys are singing about it and it's on the bottle. But other than that, it's a delicious vodka, and I highly recommend it. And I also recommend that everybody check out Straight No Chaser. Check out the new record, Social Christmasing. And Steve and Seggy, I just want to thank you again, man, for taking the time. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the holiday season. And any big plans for 2021 besides staying alive? Uh, as soon as Hopefully we're touring. able to tour, we're going to be having a show every single day. Maybe two a day. We'll see. Well, promise me when you uh, when you come through Los Angeles uh, that we can have a we can tip back a drink together in person. Oh, for Good sure, deal. man. Thank you so much for having us on. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Let me tell you about Fuel Up. Fuel Up is a nutritional hydration supplement 
designed to boost energy, alertness, and motivation. Helps protect cells from damage, helps relieve fatigue after you work out, helps reduce inflammation from exercise, joint stiffness from sitting too long, basically all the shit that's wrong with me. Fuel Up helps with it. It also supports the immune digestive and nervous system, supports muscle contraction and general heart health. Oh, and it promotes the production of neurotransmitters. I don't know what they are. They sound like something you want to have. So go to fueluphydration.com. There's a special offer right now for my listeners. If you order a bag of Wake Plus today, you receive a free Fuel Up shaker bottle and free shipping. Again, that's Fuel Up. Get those neurotransmitters. You need them. And happy holidays to you, my friend. As you've probably noticed, we're just a short way away from the very end of this show, which I believe is going to be the last show of the year. I might put something up next week, but in all likelihood, this is going to be the final show of the shit show that was 2020. We'll be back in January. First show of the new year is going to be with director Steven Soderbergh. Exciting. As you may have gathered, if you listen to the show, I'm not all that good at ending things. If I could wrap things up with this podcast by not calling it back, I'd be on familiar ground, but I'm told that won't work in this case. I drink for a living, and I do a podcast about it. It's pretty simple. So we'll close simply with a story, a drinking story. This guy's at home in bed with his wife, and he hears a rat-a-tat-tat on the door. He looks at the clock on the nightstand. It's half past three in the morning. He thinks, I'm not getting out of bed at this hour, and he rolls over. A minute later, he hears a louder knock. Are you going to answer that, his wife asks groggily? Pissed off and exhausted, he drags himself out of bed, throws on his bathrobe, and trudges downstairs. When he opens the door, he sees a man standing on the other side. Guy is clearly drunk. Hey there, he slurs. Can you give me a push? Are you fucking kidding me, asshole? It's half past three. I was in bed. Now get lost before I call the cops. He slams the door and trudges back upstairs. When he tells his wife what happened, she's shocked. Craig, that wasn't very nice of you. Remember that night we broke down in the pouring rain on the way to pick up the kids from the babysitter and you had to knock on that man's door to get us started again? What would have happened if he'd have told us to get lost? But the guy's wasted, the husband protests. It doesn't matter, she says. He needs our help, and the Christian thing to do is to help him. Chastened, the husband reluctantly climbs out of bed again, gets dressed, and heads downstairs. He opens the front door, but he can't see the stranger anywhere. So he shouts, Hey man, you still want to push? From somewhere in the distance, he hears a voice cry out, Yeah, please, that'd be great. Still unable to locate the stranger, he shouts, Where are you? And the stranger replies, I'm over here, on your swing. I'd like to think that I'm basically that guy. Out in your yard, drunk, looking for kicks at three in the morning. Give me a push, and I promise not to piss on your begonias.